All right, welcome in to another night of the Lake Show here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Henry Lake and Christopher Tubbs here for the next three hours. Thankful that you're listening and always welcome your participation and phone calls. Over the course of the next three hours, we got plenty of things to dive into, both Wolves-related, Minnesota Vikings-related, guests for both teams, and several different topics that I'll explore and get into here. But I wanted to start with a statement and my reasoning for the statement, in my opinion, on the story that has come to life here in the last week or so with regards to former St. Anthony police officer Geronimo Yanez, who murdered Philando Castile back in 2016. Um, he's in the news because he wants to be a teacher. And it's in the news because the State Education Licensing Board, according to the Minnesota Court of Appeals, inappropriately denied a teaching license to him for immoral character or conduct. And I'm passionate about this particular story because I am the son of a lifelong educator. I worked in education for many years. And I don't believe that Mr. Yanez is fit to be someone working within the confines of a classroom. And I was thinking about this the last couple of days because I know when Adam Carter filled in for Chad Hartman, the topic came up on the show, but the angle was about should he be given a second chance, right? And I'm like most individuals, I believe that in life, yes, people should be afforded and given second chances, okay? Now, there's... (laughs) I think that there are some people more than others that should be deserving of a second chance, depending on the situation. Clearly, Philando Castile should be with us. He was murdered. And nobody got justice. Because Mr. Yanez was acquitted. And he's able to go on now with his life. But when we start talking about second chances and we start talking about getting into different occupations, I'm sorry, I have to draw the line here. There's nothing that states that Mr. Yanez has to be given an opportunity to be a teacher. There are a lot of different occupations that might suit him. I am not sure that it's proper, that it's appropriate, that this gentleman be in a classroom with young people. We're talking about education here, which is very, very important to me. And the reason why I think that this is important that we we talk about this specific case And it's an issue 
is because I think that there are things that we think about in terms of second chances and giving people opportunities, but we have to be honest about said occupation, what it entails, and the level of leadership that you have to have. Teachers are leaders. Teachers have a lot that they deal with. If you think that being a teacher is something that isn't stressful, then you've, you've got another thing coming. This is, this is a very hard job, and I'm all for second chances. There are a lot of things that I think that this gentleman can do in life. I don't think that being in a classroom with kids based on the, what happened with him a few years ago is appropriate. I just don't. And, and, and I know that we all have different opinions and thoughts, and I'll gladly take those from you, okay? But, but, I, but I just don't think that this is a good fit. And I think that that is why the Minnesota Professional Educator Licensing and Standard Sports, the reason why they denied it is because they didn't feel like it was a good fit either. And I agree with them. I'm not going to sit here and say that this man should not be given um, an opportunity to live his life, to make and earn a living. There's nothing that states that it has to be this specific route, though. And I know that there will be many people that will disagree, but that's my take on it. It's, it's, You've got to understand that, that when you're in a classroom and you're in front of children – and you're the leader, that there's so much that goes into that. You are tested. You are put in some precarious situations at times. People have looked back at it in hindsight, what have they said? They have stated and said he never should have been a police officer, right? We've heard that a lot. And I think that it's clear that he never should have been one. There's a lot of people that shouldn't be teachers that are teaching. When you walk into a school, when you walk into a classroom, you're bringing a lot of stuff in there. You're bringing your life's experiences in there. You're bringing your opinions in there. And I'm not sure that this is a great fit. Let's take a phone call from Woody in a car. Who's driving and listen to the show? How you doing, Woody? Years ago, years ago, Minneapolis Police Bill Jacobs. He was a captain with the Minneapolis Park Police. Was a pedophile before he was a cop. He taught at Blake and he taught at Breck. When he got fired from being a pedophile, he became a police officer. You need to just get off your soapbox. Wait, wait, wait. So wait, uh, hold on. I got. Uh, so what's your what's your point? You said he was a pedophile and then he became a cop. So you're telling me that a pedophile should have been a cop? Is that what you're saying? No, he was a pedophile before he was a cop. Yes, and so, so he, now he's doing he, time in prison. And he's so 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 you're saying he probably shouldn't have been a cop, right? Which I probably would agree with with him Correct. being a with him being a pedophile. But f- f- first and foremost, this is my soapbox, and I'm gonna say what I want to say, whether you like it or not. Finish your finish your comment. 
I'm getting. I, I'm. Pay, I'm paid. I'm paid to give an opinion, and I give good ones, whether you like it or not. Opinions are like asshole. Opinions are like asshole. And, 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 and thank you for the phone call. Sometimes you can't handle my opinion. I welcome phone calls from those that agree, that disagree, that love, that hate. But you, sir, you're exactly what you just said about opinions. You're exactly that. I'm not necessarily the triggered one. I'm the one that gets paid to give the opinion on the show. And you're more than welcome to give your opinion. And my opinion is that I believe in second chances. But I don't think that this is the profession for him. But it's more than just that. Woody in the car is going to be even more upset. He wants to bring up the police. The Giannis story elicited a response from a listener with Adam Carter a couple of days ago that I must address. And you know what? It highlights the problem that we still have with law enforcement officers. We get to that next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show, 651-461-9226. The beauty of this situation is you can disagree with my opinion. That's totally fine. I'm still going to give you my opinion. Woody, or whatever his name is, it's not like you might have give a fake name. It doesn't matter. That was driving around on 394. He has every right to not agree with me. I don't. Ag- I probably don't agree with maybe a lot of things that Woody is going to say. That's totally fine. But I'm gonna. Get, that's my job is to give my opinion about tough topics, about serious stories, not just sports stuff. And to the caller, just get him off the air. No, I'm sorry. Just signed a new deal. Got a pay raise. I'm here. Gosh. But the other part of this story, it's because to me it's not just about, because it went from one thing into another with the topic a couple days ago. With Geronimo Yanez, the former St. Anthony police officer who, who murdered Philando Castile. Is that when Adam took some phone calls on it, um, there was one that actually got me hot under the collar. And it speaks to right now in our country all that we've been through, whether it's George Floyd, whether it's Breonna Taylor, whatever it's been throughout the country, okay? Not just here in Minnesota because we've been under the microscope with a lot of this stuff, right, the last I don't know how many years. We're back in this pattern of just seeing every single day Video, 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 story, 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 story of police brutality. In very unfortunate situations. And quite honestly, we haven't learned anything. And I'm going to tell you why we're not learning anything and growing. The reason why we're not getting better is because we right now do not have some people in the profession that's willing to look in the mirror and say, some of these things are just flat out wrong. Mike, a, a, a law enforcement officer of 25 years, he called Adam, and this was his take about Giannis in a second chance. Over 25 years plus in law enforcement, mm-hmm. and I'm angry. I, I don't believe that, you know, this could have gone the other way. 
I mean, they could have ended up burying that officer. He was doing his job in a split second as a human being, and he ordered him to not go for that gun, mm-hmm. and he and he kept reaching for it. And people think that you know we're we're not robots. We're human beings. We have a lot of training, and when you're in that position, nobody, nobody knows how they're going to react. It's fight or flight. And, and I agree with what he did because all he had to do was comply with the officer's order, and he'd still be alive today. Mike, and he didn't. I, I, and now I, the officer's out of a job. He's trying to make his life, put it back together, and do something good with his life and give back in a way that, that he feels would be beneficial. And I think that the, the, the courts looked at the ruling by the, the, the Minnesota agency. All right, a couple things, okay, because Adam was getting ready to jump in there. I, I care and respect the occupation and the job that officers have. I'm not going to sit here and, make, and say it's easy. I got, I got, I got friends, I got family that's in law enforcement. Police officers. It's not breaking news that it's that it's it's a health risk to be an officer, right? That you signed up to protect and serve. But for any way for Mike to justify what happened that tragic day is unconscionable. Mr. Castillo complied. He wasn't doing anything wrong. He was answering the questions and in the midst of just showing that he had a permit and was killed. It's not breaking news that at any moment in any interaction that a police officer could lose their life. We know this. But this is why we're not growing. We can't be sitting here justifying incidents like this. But about the second chance and about specifically being a teacher or having the opportunity to teach, I know that Jeff and Salk Rapids, he wanted to weigh in. What's up, Jeff? <laughs> Hi, Henry. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. Well, I got a whole, I got a whole bunch to say on this one, uh, especially after you played that uh, clip from the, uh, the cop that got to talk to Chad Herman. And I heard that. And... Uh, I was a cop back then for 20 years. Um, so I'm going to try to pick this in a little pieces so it's not a, you know, big mishmash. I hear you. Uh, but, um, you know, then we were taught that you could, uh, you could, in, in a uh, high-risk situation, keep yourself in a defensive position. If uh, uh, the cop in Falcon Heights was uh, worried about Flandreau pulling a gun, you step back. You don't stand there and just start shooting. You Mm -hmm. step back and see what happens. Mm -hmm. You can get yourself into a position of safety. That doesn't mean that you're going to get killed. 
That just means you're probably not going to shoot someone unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's this is a whole other a whole other uh, conversation with uh, police training. They don't have that. Yep. Let me ask you this: but, Do you th- do you uh, think th- do you think wh- wh- where do you stand on the second chance in terms of him being in a school setting and in a classroom? Because there, there's I mean that's that's going to elicit a lot of different feelings. Well, you know. I don't see a problem with the uh, second chance in a school setting, but I think it may be problematic just because of the background. Yep. Because of the, uh, uh, you know, he's going to run into kids of, of color. Of course, he's a man of color himself. Um, this this all may come into doubt. So, I <laughs> I don't know. I guess I would not necessarily have denied his teacher's license and. Let the school districts decide whether or not they wanted to hire him. Yeah. Uh, and some may not, based on that. Uh, but then they get into, you know, then they get into employment things, discrimination sort of stuff, and that's probably not too good. I, I'll say but this. I, I'll, I'll say this, Jeff. Let's take so, – so one of the things for – and this is just specific to me, and I'll just say, like, I'll just throw it in there, Chris, right? If, uh-huh. if, if, if what transpired – with a lot of other people happens in terms of things that happen in terms of getting charged for very serious offenses and stuff like that, there would not even be a thought about me being in in a school. The only reason why Mr. Giannis is being even given this opportunity is because of his law enforcement background. There are certain things that he's able to do or that he's immune from because of that occupation in itself. And that's quite, quite I, frankly, that's not really fair either. And I, and I think really, um, you know, when, uh, when anybody's an employer, you look at the person's background. Um, now, I, as you may have gathered, I absolutely uh, disagree with uh, Giannis's decision to shoot. Absolutely. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, to me, that's got something to do with judgment. I would not hire anyone that has serious judgment questions. Yep. Yep. Hey, thanks for the phone call from Jeff and Sock Rapids. I got I got one more phone call I got to get to before we go to break. And 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 people have to understand when we talk about leadership and I talk about teachers because I respect that occupation so darn much. Being leaders, part of being a good leader is making good decisions on what's going on in your classroom. So you tell, talk to me about decision-making and this gentleman not utilizing good decision, uh, decision-making in his previous occupation. Let's go to Rod in Wisconsin. What's up, Rod? Yes, hello, Henry. Thank you. Uh, am I on? Yeah, yes, sir. Thanks for the phone call. Oh, yeah. Well, in reference uh, to the uh, previous caller that was... Uh, talking about the, uh, an officer being a pedophile and and then getting out and becoming an officer, I I just wanted to I don't know if this is going to make any sense. I to me I'm trying to make a point here. Uh, yep. I look back and I was I was a pedophile, but what I was was a once a week or twice a week alcoholic. Uh, I would uh, have to you know the more beers I drank and shots. Uh, you know, uh, the tougher I was and the more I knew. It was all BS. 
Uh, anyhow, it caught up with me one time when I pulled over and went to sleep, and I was wakened by the county sheriff here in Wisconsin, and I uh, uh, went to jail for uh, about four hours, and I cursed that for about a year because I had pulled over and went to sleep. But after about a year, it took me a while. I'm not as sharp as it takes me a while to realize. I uh, realized that I thought, you know, I looked up and I said, God, if you had anything to do with that OWI, I can't thank you enough because I don't touch alcohol anymore. I drink. Uh, now I'm on caffeine all the time, and that's probably why I can't sleep. But uh, <laughs> I learned my lesson. So, you know, if there's a man that was a pedophile and he did the time for the crime, maybe he learned something. I don't know. I'm just trying to make a point. Yeah, and thanks to the phone call from Ryder, Wisconsin, I would hope that a person that has done things in their life that's been detrimental to our community, that's been detrimental specifically to young people, um, do have to do the time for the crime that they've committed. All right, uh, we will uh, take a break. We'll take a look at the local weather with meteorologist Paul Douglas. Uh, We'll step away from this for right now. We can definitely get back to it and take more phone calls. But we got a scheduled guest. His name is Chris Hine. He covers the Minnesota Timberwolves for the Minneapolis Star Tribune. He joins us next year on The Lake Show. All right, currently it's 638. It's partly cloudy, 32 degrees. And, yeah, you got about two and a half hours more of me. We got Chris Hine coming up next year to talk Timberwolves. Is back on News Talk 830 WCCO. You actually got more than just two and a half hours. You got, a, you know, some more years. <laughs> oh, we know that Chris Hine, he's locked in on this. Chris Hine from the Minneapolis Star Tribune, he's joining us here on the John Chichicoa Banker Hotline. Happy holidays, Chris. How you been? I'm good, Henry. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm a little animated tonight. You know, we got... Some topics that we're going to get into here, not just uh, in the first couple of segments, but throughout the evening that uh, that'll get me fired up as well as some of the uh, some of the listeners, some of the callers, you know, a little back and forth. It's all, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's all good. It's, it's the holiday season. Right. Enjoy the season. That's right. That's right. If you can't have fun on the radio, you know, what, what are you what are you doing it for? Right. I know, man. That's what I'm saying. You know, give my opinion whether you like it or not. Hey, look. You are paid to give your perspective, your insight on the Wolves. I am uh, doing the same thing. You're just doing it in print print form as well as on the radio because you join this show a lot, and I appreciate that. But I want to you know, look back at last night and what we witnessed between the Wolves and the Memphis Grizzlies, both teams that were missing you know, significant pieces. And, you know, Bain's a really good player, and, and Cat's a really good player, but – there was something different about the Wolves last night in their 109-101 victory, at least in my opinion. How, how did you view last night's game and just maybe the, the energy, the effort, um, even the atmosphere early was kind of dead in the, in the building and then it picked up a little bit later? Just your thoughts on last night. Yeah, I thought it was, you know, when you, when you suffer injury, when you have injuries that happen to, to big stars and, and, you know, big change happen, you know, sometimes that first game after it, it happens, you can come out with a lot of energy and come out and actually play well maybe in that first game, right? And it's all the games after when you might feel the impact of of a longer-term injury or a significant absence for a while in the season. So I was not all that surprised, especially given that the opponent was Memphis, that the Wolves came out and, you know, at least – had a lot of effort that was there last night. The, the offense was 
painful to watch in the first half, yep. uh, especially, especially to open the night. And they were fortunate that Memphis played down to their level last night as well. But give the Wolves credit. They, they did what they had to do to get a win. And I think that's the mantra that they need to have. Whatever it's going to take on a nightly basis for the next however many weeks it's going to be with Towns out, they have to do, you know, whether that's defense, you know, getting into these, these brick fests and rock fights with teams and keeping the score low, forcing turnovers, um, and, you know, relying on, you know, people like Anthony Edwards uh, and, and Jalen Noel and D'Angelo Russell. These guys are going to have to step up and carry the load offensively here for however long Carl is out. I'm with you, and I agree with you. Like, like when you look at last night, the Memphis Grizzlies, they clearly did not play to their level. Like, I, I thought that they were off their game last night, but I got to give credit to the Wolves. They, they picked up on that, and they took advantage of the opportunity when it was presented to them. Um, I, I had a take last night on Timberwolves tonight, and I still feel the same way, but I wonder your thought on my thought. When I just look at the Wolves, and this is before last night, okay? This is not just about last night, but last night it stood out because Cat uh, is, is not playing and he's not going to play for the next month, possibly month and a half. But I just feel like this collection of Minnesota Timberwolves basketball players in this team, I just feel like they're better with small ball. Like, I'm not sure that the Twin Towers thing will ever work, but it just seems like with Anthony Edwards a part of this organization, when they go smaller, it just seems like they mesh better. What, what, what do you make of that? Yeah, I think so far, I think that's that's proven to be true, um, especially when they get into some of their other lineups uh, and on the offensive end of the floor. Obviously, I think Ant is much more comfortable playing in smaller lineups like this because the paint is a little less crowded for him. Uh, he kind of said that earlier in the year. He wasn't pinning blame on anyone specifically, you know, wasn't singling anybody out. Um, but, you know, he, he said that, listen, there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of traffic in the paint when he goes to the hoop. So maybe that's, that's a, being alleviated a little bit here with some of these smaller lineups. Yeah. Um, yeah and the other thing, the other thing to, to consider too is, uh, you know, they didn't have everybody back last night. They're going to have, like, Torian Prince, Jordan McLaughlin, and uh, Jaden McDaniel coming back here relatively soon. Um, so we'll see kind of what the, what the lineups and the configurations look like uh, over the next four weeks here. But maybe, maybe they find something out about themselves that they didn't anticipate, you know, before Carl's injury. And maybe that's what comes out of this stretch. It's still going to be hard. It's still going to be an uphill climb to – to stay afloat without Carl, given all that he can bring, especially on the offensive end of the floor. Um, but yeah, as for these smaller lineups, they got to play smaller now. You saw one lineup last night where they basically had four guards on the floor, and Ant was playing the de facto four for for a stretch of time. So you're going to see a lot of a lot of different stuff. And again, whatever works to get them through this next month. This obviously is not like. An experiment to try and build on stuff moving forward and and figuring out like a a sustainable model of success for this time period because they're still committed to having Cat and Rudy work together. But for this, you know, like I said, month, two months, however long it's going to be, um, they got to figure out what works in the short term and just roll with it. Yeah, we're talking to Chris Hine from the Minneapolis Star Tribune, talking Timberwolves with him here on the Late Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Christopher Hine. Uh, speaking of Anthony Edwards, um, it was his night last night, man. He looked spectacular. He looked really good. Uh, he was engaged. 
on both ends of the basketball court. I mean, defensively, I thought that that was one of the better games that we've seen out of him um, in his career so far to this point. And then he just he finished, man. He was the closer in the fourth quarter. He was attacking, attacking, attacking uh, right there at the very end. You know, he's talking to T. Morant, John Morant's dad, and he says, I'm the truth. So he was letting it be known that I, I am him. I am that guy. What, what did you make of Ant's night? That's what he's going to need to do going forward. Like, this is, this is on Ant. Like, if anybody's going to have to step up and step up their game to get them through this patch of time, this is it. This is Ant's time. Um, there's nothing in the way now uh, of him having to take over and, and be the main guy on the offensive end of the floor for this team. That's one of the things that they had talked about you know, before, and the dynamic of this team was going to have to be guys were going to have to sacrifice because there's so much out there when it comes to you know, Carl and Rudy and Ant and D'Lo and everybody trying to get their, their usage, right? Well, now with Carl gone, that's a lot of usage that's out of the starting lineup in. Most of that should probably go to Ant because he can do things on the floor that nobody else can, as you saw in the fourth quarter last night. So this is this is his time. There's no more excuses of having to share or having really to share the ball a ton, um, you know, and trying to consciously make an effort to make sure guys get their touches or get their shots up. If, if Ant is is rolling, they should just give him the ball and let him do his thing. Um, and not have to worry about other guys because there should be enough to go around with Carl out. Hey, do you know or have any update on Jordan McLaughlin? Because when Jordan's on the basketball court, man, he's – He's a difference maker. He really can get these guys into good sets, and, and he takes care of the basketball, and he takes he makes good decisions. So, you know, getting him back on the court, I think, is going to mean a lot because then, you know, number one, you're deeper, your rotation's better, um, and he just kind of, you know, is great with the flow of things offensively. Do, mm-hmm. do we have any? Do we have any update on on, on is he kind of basically day to day? That's that's the characteristic. The last time we asked, I asked about him was in Washington before the game, and Chris Finch basically said, uh, you know, with a calf strain, and maybe this pretends something to come with Carl as he gets close to returning. But Jordan's calf strain is just like one of those things where it's tricky. You never know, like on a on a given day, how it might react or how it's going to feel. Um, he's been traveling. He was on their last road trip. He was, you know, working out before the games and, and things like that, going through warm ups. Um, this had been, he said it was something that was bothering him for a little while before he had to sit down, uh, because of it. Um, so that's, that's the best we got right now is that it's just kind of a tricky thing to deal with and, and they're not going to try to force him back in before he's fully healthy to play. So uh, the schedule is doing him a couple favors here, uh, over the next few days, uh, and over the next week, really, they play on Saturday and then they don't play again until Wednesday. So, you know, only two games in the next, like, six or seven days. So even if they miss Saturday's game, maybe, that you know, there's enough time for some of these guys to come back for Wednesday. Yep. All right, last thing for you, Chris, and then we'll let you go. The, t- take the, take the, um, the fit out of this, okay, and the fit, because I'm talking about Rudy Gobert. I don't think that it's been a great fit for Rudy Gobert um, on this team so far. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see how his role evolves. But just to this particular point, what type of letter grade would you give him just based on his play? Oof. <laughs> that's tough. That's, t- that's um, tough to do. I'm asking you a tough question, yes. 
Yeah, and I, I'm not usually in the business of grading players. I leave that to my colleague Mike Rand to do for, <laughs> for the grades. Okay. Um, but I'll, I'll say a B minus. Okay. Um, just because offensively at times it's looked clunky and the issues with trying to catch passes and everything just it feels it feels more deflating sometimes when when those issues happen than just a singular turnover should be if that makes sense yeah um because it's like there are times where he's like oh he's open he's about to get a layup or a dunk or or a lob oop or something like that and then he fumbles the ball and it's just like oh you had a layup or a dunk and now they're going the other way on you in transition so those can be really deflating, I just think, in, this, in the context of a game. That being said, you know, before McDaniels went out, the defense was statistically okay and was doing, was doing better than last year's team was just in terms of the numbers. So there was an element of the defense coming, coming along here. Um, but at the same time, he, he, sing, he singularly cannot pull together a defense. I think that's one thing I've learned here is that he needs guys around him to play well and that maximizes what he's able to do. So miss, missing Jaden McDaniels from from the defensive rotation here has been has been big over these last few games because they've taken a hit because their perimeter defense was lacking at least until uh, last night's game against Memphis. So yeah, kind of a B minus or so. I, don't, I, I assume you would go lower. Um, I would look at a, I, I'd say about a B. I, I really would. I say about okay. B, B, B or B minus. I don't think he's been terrible. Um, he's had some, you know, he's had some moments. Clearly, he's had some bad moments. He's had some some really good moments. But but I think you're right there. B B minus. Yeah, yeah, that that, that feels about right because I I don't I, I I think that when the defense is playing well, um, I think he's he's really added to that end of the floor and has really helped uh, with some of the issues they had last year. So that's that's why I think it's still. You still got to see how it's going to play out before everybody hits abandoned yep. ship on this on this move. Yep, Christopher Hine from the Minneapolis Star Tribune talking Timberwolves here on the Lake Show on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Hey, Chris, man, always a pleasure. I appreciate the time. Thanks, Henry. Anytime. All right, take care. That's Chris Hine joining us here on the Good Neighbor. All right, we will take a break. We'll come back and we'll finish off the hour next. All right, the beauty of this thing that we call radio talk radio is that people get to call in and. We get to banner back and forth. We agree. We disagree. We love. We like. We hate. That's all fine and dandy. And I welcome phone calls from people that disagree. But you're not going to get Christopher Tubbs fired. So somebody on the text line said, (laughs) well, why did you guys drop that original caller, Woody or whatever his name was, that was driving around? Because if he is going on, he cussed. He cannot be on the radio just cussing, 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 because then you know what? Chris Tubbs won't be here anymore. Chris Tubbs is paid to drop that line and get him off the air. So that that doesn't work, first off. Secondly, think about this with Woody, because he was trying to insult me, but he insulted himself. He said, um, he says, yeah, opinions, you know what they say about opinions. You called my show with an opinion, you moron, and I welcome your phone call. Speaking of morons, I want to talk about one, Kanye West, next.